This episode is sponsored by State Farm. You a small business owner looking for insurance that fits your needs and budget? Well, look no further than State Farm. State Farm agents are not just insurance providers. They're also small business owners who live and work right here in your community. They understand the unique challenges of running and protecting a small business. When it comes to small business insurance, State Farm knows what it takes. Create a plan that fits your needs and your budget. State Farm agents are ready to help you choose personalized policies that truly understand your business. Ensure your small business with a fellow small business owner. Talk to a State Farm agent today and get started on personalized small business insurance that fits your needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. Hey, Nick Loper here from the Side Hustle Show. When I'm not helping people earn money outside of their day job, I'm stacking Benjamins. Live from Joe's mom's basement, it's the Stacking Benjamin Show. I'm Joe's mom's neighbor, Doug, and it's the best day ever. Know why? First, we welcome to the show from the Freedom is Groovy blog, Mrs. Groovy. But also, it's Friday, and that means Joe's mom's making homemade ice cream. And like the sprinkles on this show, we welcome back from LenPenzo.com, Mark Zuckerberg. I'm <laughs> just kidding. He's busy giving away all your data. It's just little old Len Penzo. And from this podcast, oh, J-J-J-J-Gee. On today's show, we'll talk about breaking up. How do you break up with your financial help? We'll also answer a call to the Bloom Hotline about tax help answer a listener letter, and also, like the cherry on top, feature a Friday FinTech segment where we introduce you to a financial planning company called Grove. From Grove, we welcome Chris Hutchins. And now, the guy who's the coconut topping on this show, that's gross, Joe Salciha. I agree, Doug. That is completely gross. But this show's not gross because it's Friday. Mom's making ice cream and we're back. Welcome back to another episode of the Stacky Benjamin Show. I am Joe Saul Cihai, Average Joe Money on Twitter and across the card table from me today, as always, the one and only lovable OG. And huggable OG. I hope it's that uh, Whopper ice cream with the malted milk balls in it. That is so gross too. That's just what? disgusting. You don't like Whoppers? How could? Yeah, but not in Country ice cream. From oh, you mean the Whopper, the little chocolate things? I thought you were talking about like Burger King. Like, no. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want Burger King the flavored ice cream. Whopper malted yeah. milk balls. I, I got you, you though. When you when you go to the drive thru you're like, I'm gonna get. Uh, let me get a double malted milk ball with cheese, <laughs> mayonnaise, uh, hold the pickles. Don't try it. Just saying, don't try it. And the guy who's the malted milk ball on this podcast <laughs> from somewhere deep under Los Angeles, it's Mr. Len Penzo. Not Mark Zuckerberg, Len. Not Mark Zuckerberg. No. And speaking speaking of deep under Los Angeles, in the bunker here, I was just recently checking my calories for my uh, for food in the bunker. For you, I have that, those long-term stores. But one thing I got I the wait, 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 wait. I got the over under on seven, seven calories. <laughs> seven. I'm gonna go with. Uh, he just re-upped his year-long four-day pack from Costco for six grand. <laughs> but he's already had three in the basement. So what is four? Four person. 
hey, year hey, packs. By, by the way, folks, right. if you ever see people and they'll say, hey, we'll give you four days of food, you know, four four days worth of food. It's based on, you know, typical food serving sizes. So a four day supply, for example, will, will, most people will that'll last them a half a day. So <laughs> just keep that in mind, folks. And and what I want to get to, Joe, is, you know, when I was looking at my food, I don't I do not have storable ice cream. Oh, I need to get some freeze dried ice cream. Yeah. Is that like those dipping dots? The ice cream of the future? I don't know. Is that freeze dried? Those, those are to, delicious. You still have to freeze dipping dots. Though. You still have to <laughs> freeze dried. I don't know. Dippin' dots machine down in the bunker. We gotta. We, we gotta get moving though before people think it's the dipping dots podcast, which it has been in the past, you know. But guys, we got a special guest today, so we got to clean this thing up nicely because from the Freedom Is Groovy blog, which I believe is based in North Carolina, it's Mrs. Groovy. Hey, how are you? Thanks for having me. It's about time you made it to the show. You know, I'll just keep emailing you. That was my MO. <laughs> if I just keep emailing him and say things about real estate and stuff, he'll 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 have me in. <laughs> Actually, I'm so glad you're here. I'm like, Mr. Groovy was on what, like four days ago? She's like, Yeah, I think it was like two years ago. Oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah. But for everybody that doesn't know, the four people that don't know about the Freedom is Groovy blog, tell everybody about what awesome work you and your husband do. Well, we're writing about freedom, and that can be freedom from debt, freedom from work, freedom from the man, any kind of freedom you like. And right now we're in the middle of building a house, so we have a series on that. We're in our 12th article about it, and it's providing a lot of fodder for husband and wife fights. <laughs> Which is fantastic. That's what. That's why I tune in right there. Somebody else having a fight besides Cheryl and I? That is awesome. I'm in. Yeah, well, we're glad you're here, and it's going to be a fantastic show. You know why, Mrs. Groovy? Why? It's because this episode of Stacky Benjamins is brought to you by Lexington Law for a free credit report summary. And who doesn't need a free credit report summary and a credit repair consultation? Head to LexingtonLaw.com forward slash SB. And stop paying the man so much of your hard-earned money, Len Penzo. Head to StackyBenjamins.com forward slash Magnify Money. You got to go there, Len. You know what? I'm starting to see a, a pattern here with all this SB stuff. You know, I, <laughs> what's going on with that? <laughs> the man is uh, behind this whole thing, right? It's all it's all a big hoax to get it's people to actually. It's a conspiracy to get people to click these links. Over 92% of the products available on the internet are found at magnifymoney.com, whether it's student loan refinancing, credit card consolidation, or more checking accounts, savings accounts. Head to stackybenjamins.com forward slash magnify money. We're going to magnify this podcast, guys. Bam, because we got Mrs. Groovy here. We've got fantastic headlines. So let's move. Hello, darlings. And now it's time for your favorite part of the show, our Stacking Benjamins Headlines. Our first headline comes to us from one of my favorite blogs, the Moneyish blog, because you never know what you're going to get there. Almost like Freedom is Groovy or Lempenzo.com. You've got no idea what's coming up tomorrow. <laughs> it's uh, a cracker barrel. It, it really is. On the Moneyish blog, it says the rules how to break up with someone like your personal trainer or therapist. This is written by Nicole Lynn Pesci. The service workers and health professionals you work with regularly deserve a real goodbye, not being ghosted. When it's time to end a business relationship with a professional who's helped care for you and your family, he or she deserves a send-off that's more personal than just cutting off contact the way you would swipe a bad Tinder date out of your life. Quote, I've been ghosted by clients, and not only does it affect my livelihood as an entrepreneur and disturb my source of income without notice, but I'm disappointed in the person. Personal trainer Daryl Whiting 
who founded Bull by the Horns Fitness in NYC, told Moneyish, let's stop right there. Len, do you think that if, if you're saying goodbye to the guy, do you really care if it messes with his mojo for the next day or two? You know, if I have a long-term relationship with somebody and I'm going to break it, yes, I, I would feel maybe it's just me. I'm a sensitive guy, Joe, but yeah, it, it would mess with me a little bit. I mean, just to cut them off, not say anything or, or you know, it, it just, uh, I don't think that's very cool karma, actually. That's not good. Oh, Mrs. Groovy, surely you disagree. You just let them go. I mean, who cares what the personal trainer thinks after you're gone? It depends who it is. My stylist, for instance, they mentioned the hairstylist. I know she's a single mom and relies on, you know, certain amount of clients. So I have the perfect excuse right now because she knows I'm moving. But, um, you know, I, I just wouldn't drop off the face of the earth with her. No. Oh, gee, you may have had a client leave, you know, sometime in the distant past. Had a, had a client leave. Does it bother you when they just no longer take your calls and they're gone? Or do, do you really care? No, I really do care. In fact, this actually happened very recently, as a matter of fact. It makes me feel like crap. Like it was totally like the, hey, it's not me or, it's, you know, it's not you. It's me. You know, I can't get my stuff together. It doesn't matter. You know, I'll circle back. Right. I'll come around. Yeah. And being in that kind of on that service side. Right. You're like, oh, I did something wrong. I said something, uh, I screwed something up. And even if they assure you that that's not the case, it still feels like crap. Yeah. It doesn't even matter. It's you know what, you know what, OG, you're making me feel a little concerned because you know what, and I swear this happened. I I even told the honeybee that what we were going to talk about here on this, this, uh, this segment, this thing. Yes. This segment. It's a podcast. Because she, it's a (laughs) podcast. That's what we're, let me have another drink of my beer. Maybe that will (laughs) help. I'm going to hear you on. (laughs) But but I swear, she just broke up with her hairdresser of 20 years last week. And before she she was dying to spring, she didn't want to spring the question. She didn't know what to do. It was like breaking up with a a longtime boyfriend or something. It was, she felt like she was cheating. But, you know, but, it was it but, was just amazing how bad she felt. Different than Mrs. Groovy, though. Did she leave because she wasn't happy with the hairstyling? No. As a matter of fact, the, the hairstylist is our kid's godmother. Um, <laughs> Dang. <laughs> so why was she leaving then? Well, it's it's not anymore. She's it's not. because one, she's twenty five miles away. And the honeybee goes, you know, every six weeks to the hairstylist, right? And it's just getting to be too much for her. It was just a long, you know, 50 miles every six weeks. Hour each way, out right. there. And her and her hours were, she's semi-retired, so her hours were uh, not regular and she couldn't, you know, it, it was just getting to be too much. And she finally had to say enough's enough. Well, so how did she handle it then? <laughs> well, she called her first she, and she said she was thinking about moving to a, somebody more local. And she was very apologetic. And what, what happened was Deb, the hairdresser said, it's okay. It's okay. You know, thank you for telling me it's not a problem. I totally understand now, but, but, but going back to OG, I don't know, maybe deep down, she still feels hurt. I don't know. I don't she think does. she does. She, no. does. <laughs> she does. It sucks. I mean, it's no different than any other sort of relationship, right? Where it could be a regular business relationship, partnership that doesn't work out. You know, even if it doesn't work out and you're the one deciding it doesn't work out, that doesn't necessarily make it feel good. It's just, uh, yeah, it's hard. Mrs. Groovy, I don't know if you know this, but Len and I both had to break up with our hairdressers because they, they totally <laughs> wrecked our hair. I mean, look at this. 
We have none left. It's horrible. They did rotten. But seriously, let's say that it's a financial planner, Mrs. Groovy, or it's a it's a tax person, right? You've maybe worked with these people for a while. You're not happy with their work, so you're going to let them go. How do you do that? This happened to us with our accountant, and it was actually a sad story because he died about three months later, <laughs> and we had totally dissed him. Oh, no. <laughs> it sounds oh, funny, no. but it's not. No, he it doesn't was, sound funny, actually. <laughs> We're laughing because it's horrible. (laughs) Heartbroken. What what did he die of, doctor? A broken heart. Right. (laughs) Broken heart. What happened was we used to use him because our taxes were complicated, and then they became uncomplicated, and we decided to do them ourselves. And he was out of town, so he would send a note, and I just really forgot to answer his note and say, hey, hey, you know, we're doing it ourselves this year. And then really did the death was sudden a few months later and his wife is calling all of the contacts in his phone. I, I did feel badly. So you did just ghost him. You just didn't show. I ghosted him. Literally. You're like, it's okay. We, we, we fired him anyway. So <laughs> That's right. we, yeah. we didn't <laughs> no need that guy. Well. <laughs> yeah. I'm so sorry he passed away, but he wasn't for us anyway. So it's no big deal. Yeah, no right. Big deal for us. Len, let's say you're breaking up with a with a financial planner. How would and and how would I can't imagine Len Penzo with a financial planner, by the way. But Len, let's say you're breaking up with a financial planner. How do you do it? You know what? And I and I'm gonna go to this article here. I I think they make a good point. It, it depends on how long you've been with them, right? So if you've only worked with them once or twice, maybe you just send him an email. But I think anything more than that, if you get, you know, if you've worked very closely with them, give them at least a, a phone call and tell them what you're thinking of doing or you're going to do. I think that's the it's a common courtesy. Do you tell them specifically why? Absolutely. Because you know what? Let's say if I was a financial planner, I would appreciate the feedback. Maybe it's something I did or maybe maybe it's not something I did, but I want to know. That way uh, there's some certainty there on why uh, why my client has left. Because oh, there's, there's always constructive criticism helps everyone. Oh, gee, is that how you want to get broken up with? I just don't want to get broken up with. <laughs> I'm going to try to have a hundred percent here. And but this also goes, I think the, you kind of turn this on its head a little bit. What if you're the service provider that wants to break up with the client, right? They're not fulfilling the obligations. They're not maybe a good match for you anymore. You know, using the financial advisor uh, uh, category, you know, you've, you've moved from, helping you know early stage investors to now you are you know more focused on retirees or something like that. I still think that kind of what Len said, it warrants a conversation. You can't just arbitrarily not talk to somebody no. again. But you can say, hey, this isn't for me anymore. But I think that's the important piece, especially as from the service provider standpoint, you know, for me, you have to provide them with a the solution. Hey, I don't think that we're the right fit anymore, but my colleague, I think, is right up your alley. And I know that, obviously, Joe, you probably had some situations like that in your career. I think financial planners should do that more often. I mean, I seriously do. I think too many financial planners take on too many people that aren't a fit. And you know it from the beginning. I mean, I did this early in my career. You know it from the beginning, and you do nothing about it, and it's a pain in your ass for the next 10 years or however long you work together. Whoa, explicit warning on (laughs) iTunes. Whoa, there there we go. There goes goes our clean rating. (laughs) Bam. but I think we'll we'll leave it there. A nice uh, conversation. Let's move on to our second piece, which comes to us from uh, ChristianPF.com. And uh, this was interesting. The processes I used to take a year off, this is written by Bob Lodich, who's been a blogger for a long, long time. 
Uh, he says, last week I wrote about why I took a year-long sabbatical and what led me to make that decision. And today we get to chat about the nuts and bolts of how we pulled it off logistically and managed to continue to eat and live indoors throughout the year. That's always a bonus when you can do that. My goal with this article is to share what I've learned from taking six sabbaticals a one month or more in case you're going to be doing one yourself. Miss Groovy, I thought about you guys when I thought of this piece because uh, you guys picked up uh, a little while ago and moved partway across the country. You're getting ready to build a house and move again. How do you get ready to take significant time off from what you were doing? Well, that's a good question. We've been paring down a little bit by doing on our blog one post a week and one video a week. We're not that worried about it because we don't make any money at it. So <laughs> if I were a blogger making money at it, I don't think I'd take a year off. But at the time when you lived north of where you were now, you were you were working, right? I mean, when you decided oh, yeah. it was time to go, what was kind of the method? How did you prepare yourself to get ready to go? Well, I had been at my job for less than a year, so I didn't think there was much of a chance that they would keep me on. I did, when I went to resign and give two weeks notice, I kind of threw a bone that I would work remotely because there was another person in my department who did. So with that, it just happened to work out where they said, no, that ain't happening. And then 10 minutes later, they had a written up contract for how I was going to work from home. So oh. work-wise, that was seamless. Yeah. That's yeah, can I get a copy of that letter? Mrs. Groovy? <laughs> sure. If I, didn't, if, if I didn't throw it out in the move we're preparing for now. But I really got lucky because I wasn't even there a year. And by the time we retired in 2016, I had worked for them for 11 years. But you weren't counting on that uh, no, income when not you at all. made the move. Wow. So another 10 years. That's fantastic. Yeah. Len, for you, if you were going to take time off working for the man, is it even viable that you could take six months off? You know, financially, yeah, I could do it. Yeah, I have a good cushion. No, but with your employer. Yes, um, they do allow, I, I can't remember if it's six months or one year up to, a le it's called a leave of absence. So yes, I can do that. I like this idea first of taking a week off. Oh, gee, you like that? Take a week off first, then move to a month and see if you can go longer and longer. I did the month off a couple of years ago and I absolutely despised it. <laughs> I hated it. I Why? Well, I took it off in the summertime when we lived a little further north. So I did the whole like, you know, hey, it's the summer. It's a great time of the year. I'm going to take it off. And I did all the stuff that he talked about, you know, didn't check my email, didn't call the office, had the staff deal with everything. I had this vision of what it was going to be like. And it just it didn't turn. It just was me sitting <laughs> sitting at home <laughs> you know, for like 30 days going well, I guess I get to go back to work in August, uh, so maybe I should play a little golf today or something. Yeah, you because OG, I, Joe, if I can jump in real quick, you know, I did take a four week vacation once in a row and I didn't like that either. It was just too long. And when I came back, I had all this stuff piled up and it was that first week back was just murder. Yeah. It was yeah. murder. So I can't do that. I can't. I can't. Two even weeks. Take... I love two weeks. Yeah, me too. That's my or no me gusta. But Mrs. Groovy, when you guys made the permanent move down the coast, how did that feel? Oh, well, it was great. Um, was it? We actually, yeah, we were actually the first to come this way. And then our family started moving this way. But, you know, Joe, we were prepared to just get $10 an hour jobs ourselves if, if the job situation didn't work out for me. So, you know, we just kind of up and left. That's funny. Did you do any of these a week off or a month off ahead of time to, to kind of play test it before you jumped into the water? 
just a few weekends. That was it. And, you know, we're thinking about doing some RVing and a lot of people are recommending to test that out, but nah, I think we'll just buy one and do it. Just do it. <laughs> just yeah. do just it. what kind of $10 an hour job you were, you were thinking about doing. Um, like Bed Bath and Beyond for me, Home Depot okay. for Mr. Groovy. Yeah, that's it. me too. Hey, Mrs. Groovy, I, I'm the same. That's what I. That's what I would do. That's where I would go. Yep, try and get the Home Depot. I would work at a liquor store. <laughs> <laughs> he's 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 looking for those discounts. Employee discount. <laughs> Employee discount. Can I sample the merchandise? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> would you like to try one of these? One for you, two for me. One for you, two for me. The uh, but it's hey but, Joe. What yeah. was great about coming down south from up north and keeping the same job from New York was that I was still on a thirty-five hour week. That's like a New York thing. Everybody here is like on 40, 45 hour weeks. So it was awesome. I still had all my benefits. You had all your benefits and more flex time than most people that you knew around wait, there. Wait a exactly. Wait, wait, wait. What's this thirty-five hour week thing? Four weeks vacation, 35 hour a week. My employer matched 8% in my retirement account. So I, I was living large. <laughs> but OG, oh, back to this piece. You like this idea, though, of playtesting at first, though, to see if you like it or not, don't you? Well, I think you got to, especially if you're trying to do something a little bit longer term, you know, more than maybe two weeks, you definitely have to kind of wade into it, I think. But the biggest component out of all of this is the deleting the email thing, right? I do mm -hmm. not have work email on my phone. I have mm -hmm. my regular Gmail account, which is probably too much anyway, but uh, but I do not have work email on my phone. Haven't for years because it's it ruins everything. You can be at Disney having the greatest time of your life and then you check your email because you're standing in line and now what? It's never going to be like, hey, so you won the lottery. Your publisher's clearinghouse is here with a million-dollar check. It's always something catastrophic. Don't take your email with you. Take it off your phone. I think that's a great place to leave this discussion, guys. Let's go through the big takeaways. We have uh, Bob Lodish taking a year off work and his to-dos there. And then we also have the rules on how to break up. So, uh, Len, your big takeaways from these pieces? Hey, when you're going to break up, be brave, be honest, and face the music, and it probably won't be as bad as you think it's going to be. And uh, on the uh, Mr. Lodich's article, you know what? I, I'm, I think OG hit it. It's like uh, do it in steps. Don't try and bite off a whole bunch at once. And uh, leave your uh, email, your emails off your phone. Oh, gee, he just took yours. You got anything to add? Sorry. I, I was going to say, I'll echo what Len said. Oh, gee, hit it. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Drop the mic. Mrs. <laughs> Mrs. Groovy, how about you? You get the last word. All right. Nobody should ever ghost their hairdresser. That's what I get from the uh, first one. And um, there was something he said in the second article about see if the boat floats, which you were talking about trying it out. I mean, proof of concept, you know, especially in a business. Do it one step at a time. Our guest uh, upstairs on his way down to the basement is a gentleman who is a partner at uh, GV and focused on seed and early stage investments. Prior to that, he co-founded Milk, a mobile startup acquired by a little company, Lempenzo, called Google. You ever heard of that? Wow. No, I never have. And, uh, what do they do? Doesn't I like chocolate milk. Ring a bell. <laughs> Mrs. Groovy in on chocolate milk? 
<laughs> I love chocolate milk. <laughs> and he Ovaltine, actually. And he ran business development at Simple Geo. He's the founder of Laid Off Camp, a movement to help the unemployed learn new skills for the evolving job market. But he's here today because he's a company called Grove, bringing financial planning to the masses. Let's say hello to uh, another in our great lineup of fintech founders we profile on this show, Mr. Chris Hutchins, coming down to the basement. Chris Hutchins, have a seat, man. How are you? Great. How are you? Well, I'm great now that you're here because I love this idea of bringing technology to financial planning. I don't think we've seen enough of this. What made you decide, you know what, we need more financial charts and graphs in our life? Yeah, I think basically everyone that I knew felt like they didn't know if they were on track for their future. And all the products and services out there seem to answer small questions, but not that big question. Yeah, but there's financial planners all over the place that will tell them that. Is there some disconnect between the financial planning industry and your buddies? Yeah, I think the disconnect is that it costs thousands of dollars. Okay. Well, and I mean, maybe that's a perception problem of them, right? But there clearly is this perception that financial planners are for the wealthy. Yes. The vast majority of people who have financial advisors have over a million dollars. And so most of my friends don't. So <laughs> so there was a disconnect there for sure. Well, so tell me about the founding of the company then. What did you guys do? How did it start? Yeah. So my co-founder, also named Chris, uh, we are middle school math league teammates. We started this company because we basically saw this strong need. I'd spent my entire career uh, in technology and him in finance. I'd spent the last four years after selling my last company to Google, working on investing in early stage companies. And it seemed like we should take our personal passion and we should do it to try to make this industry better. I'm still back on you and your co-founder being mathletes together. That like has some serious uh, middle school street cred, man, for nerds. Yeah, I think it was super street cred for nerds. We were not the coolest people in the school. Um, <laughs> That's That surprises me. What's up with yeah, that? I'm sure. <laughs> That's awesome. So then Grove began. So walk me through it. If I go to the site is hellogrove.com, walk me through it. What do I do? How does it work? Yeah, so the first experience for anyone is one of two things. You can take our free checkup, get a little bit of feedback on your financial situation and what we think we might be able to do to help improve. Or you can schedule an intro session with one of our certified financial planners and learn a little bit more about how we could help. So when I go there, do I input all my information myself? Does Grove help me do that? How does it work? Yeah. So once you've done an intro session with an advisor okay. uh, and sign up, you can work with us. We'll, we have an online profile where you can add your information about your life, your job, your family, and also sync your account. So one of the things we think has been missing from financial planning is the ability for advisors and planners to understand what's happening in, in your life. So by letting you sync your accounts like you could with lots of the other apps and founders you've talked to, we really be able to give proactive guidance throughout the year that's not just at a single point in time. Now, you know, people are often afraid, I know of being a recovering financial planner myself, uh, people are often afraid of that first meeting with a financial planner. Uh, walk me through how that works for people so it kind of alleviates some of their fear. Yeah. So the first session we do is we do it online. It's structured similar to a webinar. You don't have to get on video. You don't have to answer personal questions about your life. It's really just a chance for us to answer questions about the service, talk a little bit about who we work with, the kinds of clients that this makes sense for, how the experience works, walk you through a sample plan, and just kind of give you a little introduction to an industry that most people have no clue how it works. Yeah, that's exciting. 
And then after that, in terms of, of the fees, you talk about the fees being way different with Grove than they are in a lot of financial planning industry. How does that work? Yeah. So you'll typically find in the U.S. the average cost of a financial plan is a little bit more than $2,500. We charge $600 a year. That includes financial planning. It includes the entire year helping you with anything that comes up along the way. It also includes if you had wanted us to help manage any of your investments, we do that for the first $100,000 you have free. I was going to ask about that. There's uh, fee-only planners. There's fee-based planners where they also get commissions. Where do you guys stand on that scale? Yeah, so we hold the fiduciary kind of duty strong to our hearts, meaning we act exclusively in the best interest of our clients. We're not getting paid to push products. We're not getting paid to make recommendations. Anything we recommend or share with you is something that is truly been decided by the best interest for you, the client. How deep do uh, you and, and the CFPs get into somebody's budget? Do you guys go deep into, hey, you might not want to go to the movie so often, or is it more of a high level, here's where you need to clean it up and the client cleans it up themselves? Yeah, what we found was the approach of telling someone, here's one thing you could spend less money on, actually doesn't work as well as helping them understand the why. Ah. So if, if we help people understand that their biggest priority is to save enough money to be able to pay down their student loans and we help them figure out a path to get there and now they're confident they can do it and we tell them, you just need to save another $100 a month, we found great success in people's ability to find the $100 a month. The challenge is if I just find a latte and say, oh, you spend $5 on a latte every day, like you got to get rid of that. It doesn't have the motivating capability that it does if we connect it with their goals. Yeah, because now I'll go spend that $5 on a video game. Exactly. Or, or for, a board game. Absolutely. Way more like me to spend <laughs> it on a board game. That's That's key. Yes. So in terms of you know, I like this idea of milestones toward my goals, right? Am I ahead or am I behind? How far ahead or behind am I? Tell me about Grove's approach to that. Yeah. So when we think about your goals, it's not just, I want to buy a house one day and it's either, it's binary. You either bought it or didn't. It's, are you on track for it? And on track might mean, you know, over the next four years, each year being able to put aside 20% of the down payment, then 25 and growing. And so we think about it that way as well. So we'll tell you whether you're on track for a goal, even if you haven't included it, or even if you haven't achieved it yet, because we know what you, where you need to be and we know where you need to be trending. Uh, and we can look at that and help you figure out if you're on track. Gotcha. And in terms of that uh, $600, I know there's people listening going, okay, I, uh, you told me that fee. What do I get for it? Is there a certain number of meetings that I get? What do I end up getting for my $600? Yeah. So for $600, you, you meet with a certified financial planner up front. We understand your goals, your life priorities, and what's important to you. We build you a personalized financial plan that's really actionable and will you know, leave you with steps that you can actually take and not just go do this high level thing. And throughout the year, we reach out with proactive guidance, help and accountability. Our advisor team's always available. You can text us, you can email us, you can message us on our website. And then every year, kind of like you would with your doctor, we do an annual checkup to make sure we're on track. But if anything along the way changes, we could do that at, you know, at any point in time throughout the year as well. And by the way, that's important for people to, to know if they work with Grove or somebody else. I used to always tell my clients, you know, I'm going to meet with you a couple times a year, but I'm not, a, you know, I'm not Marvin the mind reader. I, I need, if something changes in your life, call me because you're paying for that. And it's, yep. it always frustrated me when people would pay a fee, like a $600 fee, and then they never call. I'm like, okay, I like, I like making $600 and doing nothing. That's, that's cool for me, but it's not that great for you. So you're saying, if, if, but if I've got situations that change, there's no additional fee for me to reach out to Grove more often. 
None at all. And that was really important uh, for the business model because there are some advisors who might charge an hourly fee. Uh, one of the reasons we didn't like that was imagine you decide, oh, it's open enrollment. I have this one question about my 401k. The last thing I want you to do is think about, is it worth paying $100 to get a question answered? We want to make sure that if clients have questions about their financial life and they want to be more confident with what they're doing, we want to make it as easy as possible to reach out. And so we didn't want to have to charge on a per conversation basis. Let's talk about for a second, Chris, the uh, certified financial planners that you recommend that you work with? I know your company full of certified financial planners. How do you choose the people that make the cut that you put in front of your audience? Yeah. So right now we have a you know, kind of fun and rigorous hiring process where we walk through different scenarios. Uh, we talk about the types of clients we have. We're looking for people who've had some experience working with people across a lot of different spectrums so that if you're 30 years old and you're thinking about buying your first house, you know, we don't want to pair you up with someone who spent their entire career working with retirees trying to figure out how to withdraw money from their 401k. Right, um, right. So we've got a pretty wide group of people who've worked with almost every situation you could imagine. And we spent a lot of time getting to know them ahead of time. Right now, they're all based here in our San Francisco office. So they're really, really in tune with the team and the software we build. And kind of we all end to end get to understand the consumer experience and pain points and work to solve them with both software and with uh, our advisor team. Well, the thing I'm hoping from Grove is that if you and I work together, that uh, it just tells me to buy more and more board games. So that's a <laughs> I, primary... I don't know if that's in the financial plan, but it's certainly a conversation <laughs> we'd have over a drink or two. Chris, thanks for hanging out. The site is Hello Grove, and we'll link to it on our show notes at stackingbenjamins.com. Thanks a lot, man. Sure. Hey there, trivia fans. I'm Joe's mom's neighbor, Doug, and today is a great day. Yesterday was the opening day for Major League Baseball. And just like we say down here in the basement, there's always next year for this podcast. But today, we've got some great trivia. Try your hand at this one. How many of the league's 30 teams played yesterday? I'll be back with the answer in just a moment. Thanks to Lexington Law for supporting Stacky Benjamins. We've teamed up with Lexington Law and they're offering us all a free credit report summary and credit repair consultation. Who does Lexington Law help? Well, anybody looking for a home mortgage is one. But if you're somebody that needs better credit, you can get the credit you deserve. Their long-standing relationships with all three of the major credit bureaus, just one benefit of using Lexington Law. They have a deep expertise in knowing how to get errors removed, how that whole process works. And that helps the whole team at Lexington Law communicate how routinely and efficiently they can get things done for their clients. They tackle correcting errors on credit reports through three levels of credit repair to ensure each client's needs are met. Here's the deal. Use Lexington Law for credit repair and peace of mind tomorrow for a free credit report summary and a credit report consultation. Head to LexingtonLaw.com forward slash SB. That's LexingtonLaw.com forward slash SB. I raise your hand. Do you drive an extra five minutes in traffic to save just a few pennies at the gas pump? Well, when's the last time you spent five minutes trying to save on the big things like auto loans? Lucky for you, we brought in Nick Clements from Magnify Money with a few tips on saving money if you find yourself financing a car. If you're buying a new car, there's really no better deal than the 0% financing that would be offered by the manufacturer. The issue really starts to happen if you don't qualify for the manufacturer's financing or you're buying a used car. And in those cases, I, I think it's a very good idea 
to always shop online and get a low rate before you walk onto the lot. Uh, chances are high that the dealer will beat it, but if you don't walk onto the lot with a low rate to begin with, you know you won't get the best deal. Thanks, Nick. More than just auto loans, Magnify Money's the perfect spot for reviewing just how well or not your checking and savings accounts are performing. You might just decide to switch banks, and guess what? Why stick with just one bank at all when you can use magnifymoney.com to always find best-in-class stuff? StackyBenjamins.com forward slash magnifymoney. Average person saves $450 in interest when they go there. StackyBenjamins.com forward slash magnifymoney. Hey there, trivia nerds. I'm Joe's mom's neighbor, Doug, and good news, just found my baseball mitt. Sure, I haven't played since third grade, but that doesn't mean old Doug doesn't still have it. Oh, do I have it. Man, they would put that ball up on the tee. I'd give it a whack, and I'd hit it right past the catcher. Nobody could stop me. But let's see if you can whack the heck out of today's trivia question, shall we? Here it is. How many of the league's 30 teams played in yesterday's opening day? The answer, all of them. While non-baseball fans may think that's a no-brainer, baseball fans may know that the league usually has a staggered start, and this was the first year since 1968 that all of the league's teams played on opening day. Speaking of opening day, maybe I'll just place a call to the New York Yankees and see if they might need some help this year in center field. There's a good side hustle idea for me. See ya. them and the winner is mrs groovy (laughs) are you a huge baseball fan not so much we actually have a a nephew who's in a minor league so we kind of watch the minors but you're just when you say not so much you're pouring salt in the wound of these two guys yeah it was a lucky guess (laughs) (laughs) but i said it with conviction (laughs) but oh gee you had 12 teams which normally is kind of the way they go to doug's point they stagger the start that's kind of what I was thinking. I I was thinking there's got to be like, you know, opening day, ESPN, couple of games. That's it. But Len, I remember for a number of years what you were thinking. Yes, that the Cincinnati Reds usually got the spotlight since they were the first major league baseball team. That's yeah. how it used to be. They yeah. were the first team to play. Yeah, they do that every year. And they'd also sometimes they'd have that game that was in Japan maybe the day before. You know, remember those years? So not so much this year. Uh, big thanks, by the way, to Chris Hutchins for coming down to the basement. But oh, 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 looks like somebody needs help. All three of those O's are sponsored by Bloom. Smart, simple 401k management. Do you have a 401k? Remember how frustrating it was deciding what to invest in without any professional help? Well, there's a better way to grow your 401k. Bloom with three O's is a simple, smart, and affordable way to grow your 401. Go online to stackybedjamins.com forward slash bloom. To fi- I didn't do that right. Stackybedjamins.com forward slash bloom. To find out more with Bloom, you can simply connect your existing 401k in a few easy steps. Then you just sit back and relax while Bloom performs an unbiased analysis of the funds in your account. And by the way, you can have them do it for you. And you know what? You don't even have to hire them. So head to stackybenjamins.com forward slash Bloom and enter promo code. What's the promo code, Lempenzo? Uh, I don't know. Um, SB? <laughs> SB. <laughs> for your first month free. It's not very creative. <laughs> and, and see the 
Yeah, because they they seriously want nobody to click that stuff. Thank goodness your your show isn't the world famous stacking Benjamin's podcast from you know blah 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 blah. Then then you'd have like a twenty letter yeah uh, forward slash code. SBQD. What, what, <laughs> what if it was pi? <laughs> stacking Benjamin's four class three point one four. That uh, and then a promo code SB for your first month free. And see the difference Bloom could make in your retirement. And today we're going to throw out the the Bloom helpline to a random stacker. Hit it, random. Hey, Joe and OG. Thanks for never teaching me anything. And I have a question that I don't think you can help me with. I am getting ready for tax preparation season. And um, my husband and I were looking around at different tax preparation services in our area. And it seems like some of them are quite expensive. We're pretty basic family, um, two income, have some investments, but not much more than that. And just wondering what we should expect for accountant fees or tax preparation fees. Thanks so much. All right. Mrs. Groovy, any idea there what she should expect in terms of fees? Well, I looked up the national average and it's about 275 bucks if you itemize and about 175 if you don't. So I would kind of use that as a guideline. And then it's it's it goes up from there, I would imagine, Len, if you've got a business. Yeah. It says here what I'm looking at. I'm looking at the National Society of Accountants. Is that what you were mm-hmm. looking at, Mrs. Yes. Mrs. Uh, mm-hmm. Groovy there? So yep. yeah, it'll go as you can do, uh, your, you know, your Schedule C, it's $457. But I think that depends, OG. You're a guy that actually does taxes. <laughs> I should have gone to you, t- you too. No, I don't want. Yeah, I don't want you to yeah, comment. Go to the go to the, uh, the uh, non-experts on that. Thank you. But I guess my first thing, OG, before we get to you, the, our our random stacker friend here, it sounds like she's got she's got a pretty basic thing going on. Does she really even need somebody to do her taxes, or is she good with software? There's two sides of it, right? I mean, if you have a pretty straightforward situation. There's no reason TurboTax can't work. A lot of people ask me, we don't do a lot of tax returns, but uh, a lot of people ask me, what kind of software do you guys use? It's TurboTax <laughs> on steroids. Okay. So yeah. TurboTax may be the same company, <laughs> but, uh, yeah. but you know, we just don't get the help questions. You just have to know where to put stuff, you know? So you could probably get away with TurboTax or something like that. And I know that over the years, these companies have added more guarantees built into their system, right? So so one of the things that you want to think about is, well, what happens if something goes wrong, right? How do I have somebody there in my corner to help out with the questions that come from the IRS and that sort of thing? The reality is that these days, most of that stuff's electronic. You know, if you miss something, the IRS sends you a letter and says, hey, you forgot this dividend, you know, from your Disney stock. Uh, Still pretty simple. 30, yeah, you owe us 32 bucks. If you agree with it, send a check. If you don't, fill out this form, you know, and if it's something simple, that's most of the stuff, right? Now, if you're a business owner and you've got all these different irons in the fire, so to speak, and and that sort of thing, I think then you need to probably think about having somebody else. But um, two W-2s, a broker's account, uh, you know. You know what? And I will say this, Joe, is that there is a hybrid out there too. You know, I, I know H&R Block has a version that it's kind of a, you can use the software and then you can give that software, uh, your, when you finish filling it out, you give it to an actual tax professional and they look it over to make sure that you've done everything correctly. So it's kind of like a half and half thing. A robo. No, it's a real, no, it would go it's to kind a kind of real, like a robo. It would go to a real tax yeah. professional. It's yeah. kind of like, it's like a, then. It's, yeah. uh, 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 Len, which, what are you talking about? <laughs> Oh, geez, talking out of his butt. <laughs> no, because they got that like 30. No, they got that, uh, you know, half, half thing. 
Epic? Or? I think it's called H and R Block. I think it's called Tax Review Pro or something like that. So you can you actually yeah. you you so you pay just, like just tax. you pay a little you, you more fill for it all it. out, and then there's an option, and if you pay a little extra, and then when you finish filling everything out, it goes to an actual tax preparer, one of the specialists, and he looks it over or she. And they will tell you, you know, hey, you, you missed something or, you know, so. I think Jackson Hewitt has something similar and they're in about thousands yeah. actually of Walmarts too. So you can just walk in there. Yeah. I think, uh, well, let's ask you guys which one you use. Uh, Mrs. Groovy, what do you use to get your taxes done? We're doing it on our own through the IRS site. It's free if you make under $66,000. And that's why you're happy the blog hasn't hit it yet, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> like it's doing well, but not $66,000 well. That's good. Uh, Len, what do you use? I use TurboTax. Yeah. And OG, I'm assuming you do your own. Indeed. Yep. Yes. And uh, OG does mine. So. Sucker. <laughs> and, and after this segment, when I found out what the national average is, man, am I upset. <laughs> you, are, you are way overpaying. Oh, what I mean, the heck's uh, going on there? Yeah. You know, technical competency. That accountant there. we used to go to charged us 350 He charges 350 bucks mm-hmm. for, for a very straightforward return. Um, it was a little bit more complicated than we had different properties and a bunch of schedules. Yeah. I mean, really, if there's a bunch of different schedules based on the national average and you've got properties, I could see 350 bucks. Yeah. That, that, hey, that number actually doesn't bother bucks. me. Uh, sold. OG, you're fired. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't we just talk about this? I think it's supposed to be a more drawn out conversation than you're fired. You know? What are you watching uh, reality TV? Oh, gee, you charge too much. Uh, I should give him. Shouldn't you? Did you say, Len? I didn't you say, Len? I got to give him feedback. Bucks. Yeah, Good right. Luck figuring out his his uh, craziness going on there. Thanks for the question, Random Stacker. Uh, we also get mail down here in the basement, and this letter comes to us from our new friend. Our new friend. Our new friend. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what a new friend is? I don't know what a new friend is. Like no, but I know that the, the coupon code is SB. <laughs> That's right. You can sign up. Combination of a friend and a blender. <laughs> That's right. Uh, it's Glenn is our new friend. Can't say that quickly. Uh, he says, hey, Joe and OG, around Halloween, I had a fire on my property that destroyed my detached garage slash urban barn. Uh the house survived with light damage, but the overbuilt barn-sized garage and all its context was a complete loss to the tune of $52,000 for the structure and around $10,000 for the content. Sadly, I found out I was underinsured, so my payout was about $20,000 short of the full replacement cost amount were I to rebuild a barn-sized garage. On the other hand, when I bought the property eight years ago, the garage in its overbuilt-slash-unpermitted barn-sized state was not counted toward the value of my property by an appraisal, so I'm not taking a ding on my property value if I rebuild a normal garage. My question is this. Now that tax time's rolling around, I'm trying to get an idea of what part of that debacle I can write off on my taxes this year. Would I get to write off the entire value of the large loss, 52000 or only the amount of the insurance payout to rebuild 32000 Also, as I proceed with building and replacing... Will I be able to write off my contractor labor permits and receipts for building materials on next year's taxes that I've accrued this year? By the way, listen to your show so much. I can't remember if I learned anything. Therefore, I don't learn anything, I think. Uh, oh, gee, we're going to go right to you for that one because that's a little technical. By the way, it sounds like somebody needs a... 
Go to Len. This will be fun. <laughs> it also, also, yeah, yeah. Cue the dance of music. Oh, that's while... right. I'm doing Joe's taxes now. See, I got this. <laughs> cue, cue the dance of music while Len answers this one. Actually, this sounds OG like somebody needs a really decent tax advisor here. This is a great example. Juxtapose the the question that we just had. You know, can I do it myself or not? Here's the generic rules on casualty losses, which is basically what we're talking about here. You have to look at the value of the property. So I don't know that it's great that it wasn't included in the appraisal (laughs) because you need to have like some basis in that property. You take off how much you got from insurance and then you got to follow some other rules about subtracting. It's just really random. You subtract like $100 from the difference and then you got to take off 10% of your adjusted gross income on top of that. The IRS is looking at it saying, if you make a certain amount of money, you should be able to absorb the ebbs and flows of life, basically, right? And so you work through this uh, calculation and there's a certain amount. The reality is, is that you don't get to rebuild your barn for 92000 and say, well, that's how much it cost me to rebuild. So I get to write off seventy two. No, 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 no. It doesn't work like that. It's only based on what the actual value of it was, you know, at that point. And then obviously you're going to subtract the uh, subtract the insurance payout and then you follow those other things. But this is a great example of, yeah, let's get a CPA involved. Also, it's last year. So you have this happened last year. So you're going to write it off on 2017. Yeah. It's not going forward. It's 2017 numbers. Right. So you know why OG is so expensive? That's why he's so expensive. It took him two minutes to explain that. And Joe, my $25 that I'm charging you, <laughs> I, I'm going to give you the, the quick answer is just yes, it's deductible. Yes. Sure. (laughs) Take a lesson, OG. (laughs) There there it is. Thanks for that. I think I got to go back to OG because Len, you're scaring the heck out of me with that. (laughs) Whatever, man. Yeah, do it. It's great. Len will come visit me in my jumpsuit. (laughs) Do you like your orange? Mine's got stripes. It's way better. (laughs) Thanks for the question, Glenn. If you've got a question for this show, head to stackybenjamins.com and on the top of the website, you'll see questions for the show and click that link and you'll find all the ways that you can get a hold of us. By the way, I had one other thing on that question, which was around homeowners insurance. I think, I think the reason why the insurance company paid him less was probably because he didn't update his homeowners over time. I don't know that for sure, but Len, how often do you go through and update the property value on your homeowners to make sure the bunker is fully insured? You know what? I I just look at uh, Zillow. I look at what the appraised value is, and then I make sure – you know, because really what I'm doing for that – they tell – this is what I've been told, my $25 advice here. You don't want to over-insure either, right? There's, it's a fine line. So really you got to make sure you're insuring just for the structures, not the land, right? Yeah. And so far, I have not had to up anything for quite a while, so – but I do keep an eye on that stuff. Yeah, that's good. Mrs. Groovy, how about you guys? I keep an eye on the price. I look at what the house is appraised at, too, and what the other ones in our subdivisions are appraised at. Here in North Carolina, we're getting a lot of just general raises in our premiums because of the coastal areas. So I, I try to stay on top of that, hail damage, all that stuff. Yeah, boy, that can be that can be rough if that hits. You know, I just had my homeowner's policy come literally yesterday. I mean, just yesterday came and right on the front, it said, review your coverage levels, not just the price. And I think that's some good advice Mm -hmm. there. Thanks everybody for hanging out with us today. Fantastic time. Mrs. Groovy, 
Thank you so much for hanging out. Oh, it was a pleasure. Thank you. It was so fun. So tell everybody again where they can find you online. Okay. You could find us at our website is Freedom is Groovy. On YouTube, we're Freedom is Groovy. And on Twitter, we're at Freedom is Groovy. And you guys, by the way, just to tell everybody again what you're doing right now, you're building a new house. We are building a new house. And the funniest thing on our website right now is this phytometer that we had drawn up for us. So it's me with a hammer in my hand, pounding the meter, and we're counting how many fights and who's up. And um, guess who's winning? Of course. Yes. Yeah. Yes, yes, of course. We met Mr. Groovy. I mean, no offense to him, but uh, but, but but yeah, of course you're winning. <laughs> when, when, uh, uh, and you just saw a brown Alaskan husky. Sasha. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Brown and white. Yeah, good stuff. Everybody's wondering, what the hell's that about? I don't know. I just saw it on your website. You find crazy stuff at freedomisgroovy.com, like you do at lempenzo.com. What's happening now at lempenzo.com now that uh, Paula Pant's amazing past uh, was brought back to earth a couple of weeks ago? That was pretty funny. That was a blast from the past, for sure. No, on markzuckerberg.com this week, I've got uh, something <laughs> called Seven Body Language Tips that will boost your chances of getting a job. Very interesting. There are certain cues you can give your potential employer while you're getting interviewed that will boost your chances of getting a job. You and said, one of them is not flipping the bird. That is not on the list. I guarantee you that one. Probably bad. And when you said seven body language tips that'll help you get, I'm like, no, don't finish that sentence. <laughs> kind of, whoa, whoa, whoa. He's off on that. But getting a job, that's fantastic. And that's at lempenzo.com. Or markzuckerberg.com. Yes, or thepersistentitch.com. Or the persistent itch. Right. They all work. And, and OG, I don't know why I ask you, what's going on with you, man? Well, I've got the new uh, Twitter thing going, but I don't you have any do. followers, so it's you need, kind of frustrating. You need followers. and, and I kind of feel like I should have more followers than you. I'm just, I mean, that's just, it seems appropriate based on our roles and responsibilities in the organization. Since you are the but, show. Uh, well, I didn't say that, but, you know. But so where can anyway, everybody find you on Twitter? At not the fake OG. At not the fake OG. <laughs> at, at, at not the fake OG. You'll find him on Twitter. Say hello to OG on Twitter there. Heckle OG on Twitter over there. No, 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 no. I didn't say anything about heckling. All right, Doug, take it from here. What should we have learned today, man? So what did we learn today? First, if you're breaking up with your financial professional, make it quick and punctual, but don't ghost them. You'll create bad feelings that might come back to hurt you later. Second, thinking about a sabbatical from work? Try to build a life where you can take a few days off at a time by building reserves, cutting debt, and thinking about your long-term goals. But the big lesson? Don't call the New York Yankees for your big audition until you got the right socks. You know, if the Red Sox were... Red socks and the white socks wear white socks. What colors do the Yankees wear? What, I, what, I don't even know what I'm going to wear to this tryout. I can't go there yet. Special thanks to Mrs. Groovy from the Freedom is Groovy blog for joining us today. You'll find writing from her and her husband, Mr. Groovy, at freedomisgroovy.com. Thanks also to Chris Hutchins from Grove for stopping by to share his team's financial planning process. Want to learn more? Head to hellogrove.com. Len Penzo appears courtesy of lenpenzo.com. This show was created by Joe Salcihai, produced by Richie Rutter-Reese, and engineered by the amazing Steve Stewart. 
Kathleen Selmans handles design, newsletter, and classroom opportunities. If you'd like to learn more, head to stackingbenjamins.com forward slash classes. Online, visit us on Twitter at at SBenjamin'sCast or on our Facebook page. Shannon Cowan is our community manager and social media guru. I'm Joe's mom's neighbor, Doug, and I swear the worst part about coming over to Joe's mom's house is having to put on pants. SB Podcasts may receive payment on the show from sponsors and guests in the form of books, giveaway items, discounts, or other remuneration. There's no way you would take advice from these dorks, but like Joe's mom always says, don't take advice from people you don't know. This show is for entertainment purposes only, and before making any financial moves, consult with a real financial advisor. Thanks to Joe for explaining to me that the New York Yankees wear black socks to reflect their dark, evil souls. Apparently Joe isn't a big fan. Just a theory. Welcome to the after show. This is the part of the show that doesn't exist. Mrs. Groovy, what happens in the after show stays in the after show. Got it? Got it. Don't we, talk about it for crying out loud. Do not talk about it. It's always amazing to me when people hear that and then they go, Hey, in the after show. What the? What are they talking about? So we talked about breaking up today in our headline uh, from Money-ish about breaking up with professional advisors. But I want to ask all of you about other breakup stories because breakup stories you read online some of the just absolutely horrible breakups that happen, and I don't know, maybe we've had some of those. Mrs. Groovy, tell me nobody ever broke up with you, ever, 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 or you never oh, broke never. up with anybody. Never happened. Never, ever, ever. Perfect. Mr. Groovy and I even broke up before we got married. Did so you really? You yes, we did. Are, are, are you getting ready to get back together anytime soon? You know, we're thinking about it. Yeah. <laughs> maybe, maybe at some point. So tell, tell us a breakup I, story. I've got one that actually happened to a friend of mine, and this is actually a true story. She was an opera singer in New York, and she had a very nice apartment in a sky rise, and she had a boyfriend who was living with her, and he was mooching off her. He didn't want to get a job, so she wanted to break up with him. But wait, 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 wait. Hold on. Uh, he was mooching off. This sounds like OG story. Ooh. <laughs> sorry. sorry. Continue. He didn't want to get a job. She kept asking him to get a job and he didn't want to get a job. So then she asked him to leave and he wouldn't leave. Oh, no. Yeah. She didn't really know what to do. So she called up a friend of ours who was a cop. He said, well, let me go over and have a little conversation with him. So he went over to the high rise apartment with a friend of his. They opened up the window and they brought the guy to the window and they said, we're coming back in an hour. 
if you're not out of the house through the front door, you're going out that way. Wow, really? Yeah. Oh, they yeah, were. Is, so. it, is that, do we call that New York justice? Is that the deal? I think so. I wow. think so. Absolutely. <laughs> that's, that's pretty wild. Uh, I've actually heard stories like that, but that's horrible. What do you do besides that? I mean, seriously, how do you get rid of them? I mean, it's, it's hard to make somebody leave your apartment when they're comfortable and they say no. Yeah. But how, I, I don't know if somebody doesn't want me there, I really don't want to be there. OG. I have a similar story. Again, a friend, not me, Mrs. OG and I've been together for a long time, but one of my good friends had a girlfriend, right? Yeah, she had a toothbrush there and then her hair dryer and then some clothes. And But this woman was a master manipulator, unbeknownst to my friend, right? She had researched laws associated with claiming that as your resident. Your right? like the, much, the whole 30-day 30, 30 thing or whatever? Yeah, if you got mail. Oh, all that's that horrible. So he had to, uh, uh, he literally had to move while she was out of town. He had to move out of his own house. Yep, out of his own apartment. So that when she came back, there was no place for her to come back to. Oh, yeah. So he no longer had the apartment. So, yep. So yeah, she he wasn't kicking her out. He just. Yeah. Moved. Oh, that's. But he had to totally break communication. Like, you know, we were talking earlier about like having a civil conversation about this. You can he put her on an airplane and then moved his stuff out that weekend. <laughs> you know, it's funny. Yeah. Uh, uh, the honeybee tried to do that to Len, but he found the new apartment and <laughs> yeah. he, he's still, he's still around. around. That's right. <laughs> I can make a bunker anywhere. Sweetheart. <laughs> Doesn't matter how tall the high rise is. I got talent. Yes. Len, if you had a, if you had a friend, a uh, breakup story or, uh, no, you know what? I, luckily I have a pretty strong self-esteem, so I'm going to share this with you. This happened to me. Okay. All right. Uh, and I was on the wrong side of this. This is many years ago, folks. Me and my buddy, my best friend, we went out uh, one night for, you know, two guys do go out to a clubbing or whatever. And we're sitting down having a couple beers and, and uh, we see a couple girls sitting at the table across the way. And my buddy who the guy was just a lethar. I mean, the guy, first off, he, he was really a very handsome kid at the time. Unlike me, uh, the nerdy uh, engineer wannabe at the time, but uh, he kept making eyes at this one girl across the table, and they she started making eyes back. And before you knew it, they were sitting at the table with us. You know, me, the girl and her friend, and me and my buddy, and we hit it off. And boy, we were we were all having a great time, and we spent you know all night long just out partying. And at the uh, end of the this is going good so far. This is going it's great. It's going great. It's going fantastic. You know, anyways, the end of the evening came. We all had a fantastic time. And it was time to exchange phone numbers. And uh, one girl gave my buddy her number. And I got the number from the other girl. And my girl said, here's the number. And, oh, uh, I got to go to work really early. I, can you call me this morning? You know, it was still, it was, it was like one in the morning. She says, can you call me at like five in the morning? Because I got to go to work at, at six. Okay, sure. I'll call you. Great. I mean, I'm like, this is fantastic. She wants me to call her at five. In the so get home, go to bed, make sure I wake up early, wake up at five in the morning. So I at this point, her. by the way, now, so let's say it took you half an hour to get home, maybe longer. Yeah. You, you slept for like two and a half, three hours to yeah. make sure and you I'm made this. I'm excited because I had a great, you know, yes. this is cool. you know, this is, this might turn into something. This is really awesome. 
And uh, hey, I'm going to call her. I'm going to show her that I was really interested. I'm going to call her. You know, the five. In the, I'm going to get up at five in the morning, call her before she goes to work. So five o'clock rolls around, and remember, folks. Now this is I'm an old man, right? So this is before call ID. There's no. It's just a phone. It's a dial the phone or push the button, and that's it, right? So I. Not even push the button. It was the rotor where you went. Rotary, push the button, whatever it was. But this is before the age of you knew who you were calling or anything. I so I get the look at the paper. I call the number, and this this man answers the phone, and I'm and he's not happy. He's like, because <laughs> it's five like, in the morning. <laughs> well, it's well. He's like, blah, 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 you know, who, who's this? It's like. I was like, is, is uh, Shana there? And I can't remember. I, I don't remember her name. I'm making this up. Shana, whatever. Is Shana there? You know, hey, this, this is uh, Len. She told me to call her. And he's like, who? Who? You know, Sh- oh, Shana. Oh, no. And I was like, oh, uh, my God. Sorry, I dialed the wrong number. <laughs> Why would she do that so to you? So obviously, I dialed the wrong number. And I hung up. And I dialed more carefully the second time. Well, it was the same angry guy. <laughs> And I realized I had been. Oh, that's. So the girl gave me a a wrong number and she didn't like me, I guess. And what happened to your friend and and, uh, the other girl? Oh, they hit it off. Oh, they they hit it off. They, they, they had a little relationship going there for a couple weeks. (laughs) A couple weeks. For for at least the next five hours. At least until Tuesday. Right. Mrs. Groovy, you would have never done something like that to Mr. Groovy, would you have? Like give him the wrong phone number or yes. something like that? Yes. No, never, never. I would never do that. <laughs> never. <laughs> I've done it before. Believe me. <laughs> That's so horrible. How do I used to have more fun with people in bars, though. I would just, my girlfriends and I, we would just make up stuff like, oh, what do you do for a living? Oh, we're rocket scientists. What do you do? Did Have you ever seen that uh, Vegas commercial? The one where the the guys are saying, "Yeah, I'm I'm Fred. This is my buddy Barney," and she's like, and the woman's like, "Oh, this is uh, my name's Wilma. This is my friend Betty." <laughs> like they're <laughs> like they're both they're all from the Flintstones. I was thinking about the I was thinking about the Gary Shandling thing when you were talking about calling people at five o'clock in the morning, Len. Gary Shandling, man, I thought that guy was great. Too is so bad that he passed away. But Gary had this great joke about being loaded in Vegas and you never had any idea what time it was. So if it was 3 a.m., you just dialed a random number. <laughs> you dial a random number when you got home and they go, you know what time it is? It's 3.15. You go, thank you. <laughs> I appreciate it. Hey, Thanks for the heads enough. up. We're old enough, Joe. Did you ever used to do when you were a kid do prank phone calls? You could get oh, away with it. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yes. That was that I was pastime for kids. Okay, you too. That was yeah. that was a pastime for kids. Is your refrigerator running? That was a big one. <laughs> you got Prince Albert in a can. My favorite we, one. Go ahead, Mr. Groovy. I was just going to say we we had this horribly silly one where we would call somebody and we would say, "Hello, this is the operator. We're working on your phones. Please do not pick up the phone in the next fifteen minutes, or you will get electrocuted, and you electrocute the person on the other end of the phone." Then we would hang up. We'd wait a few minutes. We'd call back. The person would answer, and we go. Ah! That's awesome. That's great. I never even thought about that one. And we did it. We always did it to some. Girl in a class we didn't like or something. Oh, okay. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna really get in trouble now. We used to record our prank phone calls on a cassette recorder. Oh, like the, <laughs> and, remember the Jerky Boys? Prank Yankers. Yeah, do you remember the Jerky Boys, where they'd yeah. record that stuff? Yeah. 
we we had a prank phone call where we go uh we'd call up and we'd say uh yeah is uh, mr smith there or we'd say is mr penzo there and and they go oh this is the wrong number you hang up the phone you call right back have you guys heard this one before no no Mm-mm. and so you call yeah. back a few minutes later and you go yeah hey is uh is a mr penzo there and then they go, no, man, it's a wrong number. We told you last time it's a wrong number. Okay, I'm sorry. Very sorry. Then you hang up. Wait a couple minutes. Call back again. Hey, is Mr. Penzo there? Holy crap, man. How stupid are you? This, I'm telling you this is a wrong. Oh, I'm very sorry. Very, very sorry. Won't happen again. I'm sorry. You hang up. Wait a couple minutes and then you call again and go, yeah, this is Mr. Penzo. Have there been any messages for me? <laughs> <laughs> laugh your stupid head off. This is so dumb. <laughs> so I think we'll leave that there. Mrs. Groovy, thank you so much for hanging out. Oh, it was a pleasure. Thank you. It was so fun. So tell everybody again where they can find you online. Oh, we're at Freedom is Groovy is our website on YouTube, Freedom is Groovy. And I just blanked out. <laughs> Can we stop? Welcome to the show. <laughs> I, I'm indoctrinated. Should <laughs> um, I start again from uh, where, mm-hmm. where can we just find happened. you? No, that's staying, Mrs. No, Groovy. No, no, that's no, staying. No, no. Wherever you want. Start wherever you want. Steve, Pizza, I want some more. <laughs> Steve has got your back. <laughs> Sorry, I was in Oliver when I was a kid. Uh, so like one of the only things I remember in my childhood. <laughs> well, stackers, the show might be over, but the celebrations are just beginning because it is military appreciation month that I want to celebrate people like my brother-in-law, Eric, who is such a giving person. Eric will do just anything for you. And as a Marine, you can see that his time in the military taught him to be a guy who gives to his community, gives to his family, and is always there when you need them. This military appreciation month, Navy Federal Credit Union wants to celebrate members like Eric who go above and beyond. Navy Federal offers member-only exclusive rates, discounts, and tools to empower their members and help them reach their goals. Navy Federal's employees are part of the community they serve. Many of them are military family members, reservists, or veterans, and all branches of the military, veterans, DOD employees, and their families are eligible for Navy Federal membership. In fact, there are so many resources on the Navy Federal website, resources like Best Cities After Service to help veterans transition to civilian life, and best careers for military spouses to support military families. Visit NavyFederal.org slash celebrate, and you'll see all of their Military Appreciation Month offers and other Navy Federal offers. Navy Federal is insured by NCUA, Equal Housing Lender.